Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes. My name is Michael, the Hebrew Hammer Brown, and it is an absolute pleasure to be talking with all of you tonight on a beautiful, wonderful Saturday night heading into Sunday morning, depending on when and where you are listening to the show. Uh, I get to do a podcast on a night where the Houston Rockets have won back-to-back games for the first time in what feels like the entire season. Uh, The Rockets played the Portland Trailblazers for the second time this evening in back-to-back nights. The Rockets win tonight 115-98, to a wonderful, beautiful 17-point win uh, over the Blazers. Uh, Multiple really good performances tonight. From the Houston Rockets, Jay Sean Tate, eight points. Christian Wood had 13 points. Garrison Matthews with the start had four points. Kevin Porter Jr. had 10 points. Uh, Jalen Green kicked in with 25 points. Kevin Porter Jr. also had 11 assists tonight, so 10 and 11 for him. K.J. Martin had 10 points. Alperin Shingun with one of the better games that he's had on the season. 27 points on 10 of 16 from the field. Uh, Dennis Schroeder kicked in with 10 points. Josh Christopher had 6 points. Deshaun Nix with 2 points in 16 minutes on the court. Usman Garuba, Bruno Fernando, David Nawaba did not play this evening. Um, for the Trailblazers, you know, Eubanks had 14 points. Tristan Watford had 15 points. Williams had 15 points. Ellaby had uh, eight points. Johnson had 14 points. Uh, you know, Brown had four points. Hughes had three points. Six points for. Uh, Blevins, eight points for Dunn, and Rockets legend Ben McLemore with 11 points on the evening tonight. Uh, if you are listening here live on Spotify Green Room and you would like to come on to the show tonight, hit that request to speak button uh, to talk about anything this game, Rockets, or basketball Related, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the world of basketball right now, whether it be uh, the Houston Cougars getting knocked out of the tournament tonight, or I should say today, playing Villanova and losing to Villanova in the Elite Eight. Shout out to my Houston Cougars, our Houston Cougars, America's Houston Cougars, on making it to the Elite Eight and getting knocked out by Villanova, no doubt the Cougars will be back uh, next year in the tournament making a ton of noise. Um, 
But if you want to talk the fact that Paulo Boncaro is leading Duke or helping lead Duke, I should say, to the final four with his performance tonight uh, in tonight's game, he did uh, have 16.7 rebounds. When you talk about the top draft picks in uh, the draft this upcoming year, you talk about a guy like Paulo Boncaro, you talk about Chet Holmgren, you talk about uh, Jabari Smith from Auburn, and the last guy standing of the three is uh, Paulo Boncaro, who once again plays for the Duke Blue Devils, who beat the Arkansas Razorbacks tonight, seventy-eight to sixty-nine. But we are a Houston, or excuse me, a Houston Rockets, I should say, podcast. So once again, if you want to come on to the show and talk any Houston Rockets basketball, hit that request to speak button. We are taking any and all callers tonight. With the loss tonight, the Rockets dropped to twenty, or excuse me. With the win tonight, I should say. My apologies. I was assuming that they had lost um, when saying that, uh, but they did win tonight. Back-to-back wins to improve to nine and thirty away from Toyota Center, uh, twenty and fifty-five uh, on the season uh, with the one fifteen to ninety-eight win over the Portland Trailblazers, which means that the Dream Take has now done seventy-five shows. This season, we are down to seven shows after tonight for the season. Uh, so make sure to check us out o- over the next couple weeks. Join us for all of our live shows here on Spotify Green Room. Um, an incredibly exciting time for us here on the Dream Take. Um, looking at uh, the NBA standings real quick, with the Rockets winning back-to-back games, that improves their record to 20 and 55, which is still the worst record in the Western Conference by one game uh, behind the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are 21 and 53. If you look at the Eastern Conference with these back to back wins, the Rockets are now uh, tied with the Orlando Magic, who are 20 and 55, and the Detroit Pistons, who are at 20 and 54. So the Rockets are still in a, a tight race for the worst record in the NBA, which is so sad, man. I mean, it's, it's sad. It's sad to even say that on a night like tonight where there was a lot of positives tonight, man. I mean, you look at, you know, even at the end of the game with Jay Shantae getting into it with Drew Eubanks, um, I like that. You know, I like the fact that, you know, Jay Sean Tate is not taking any plays off. I like the fact that he's showing a little bit of, you know, fire, no matter what time of the game it is, no matter what time of the year it is, there is only seven games left. Um, But the Rockets have done a really nice job. I would say Jeremy was on the the call last night. Uh, I caught some of that show uh, this morning and Jeremy did a really good job of outlining what, the Rockets did last night to help secure a win and they helped secure another win tonight. And I'm not, I I refuse to be a fan that will ever come onto this show and advocate for the Rockets to lose. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just, I'm not going to do it because it's not worth the time or the effort to 
you know, have the types of conversations that those would entail. And Sean, you know, kicking in on the on the chat says the Blazers are bad, but at least these wins were on back on the backs of the young players and rookies. And once again, and as Sean Kane has done before, and he'll continue to do, we hope, uh, you know, make really good points about the fact that the the Rockets have won these back to back games. You don't want to end the season with bad habits. And what I mean by bad habits is you don't want to end the season on just multiple losing streaks. Is, you know, is Portland bad? Yeah, Portland's bad, but Portland's a 27 win team. And you went to Portland the last two nights and beat them pretty soundly on their home, on their own home floor. And people will will say, you know, the fact that the Rockets and Alex says, why would anyone be happy to lose? Go to Rockets Twitter, Alex. Like literally go to Rockets Twitter. There are people that are upset and angry about the fact that there are wins being had by the Rockets. And as you say that, Alex, you would like to come up and speak. We'd love to have you on the show. Alex, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Hey, Mike. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. Just hey, enjoy, uh, enjoying so, wins. Yeah, I, the, the reason why I wanted to come up is just because I, I was on Rockets Twitter and uh, I was on uh, some of the spaces there and um, just listening to uh, people sure. talk and getting that insight. I understand where people are coming from, right? Like, if what's we're up, doing so before, bad, Sorry. Alex, real quick, because I just want to be transparent with you. I'm not a spaces guy on Twitter. Okay, uh, that that's I, totally fair. I have never listened. I I've tuned in. I would say to two spaces before. They're not my forte. They're not my thing. Like 26 different people talking, and there's so many different viewpoints. And in all honesty, like I don't agree with some of the Twitter takes by individuals in that space is just on an individual basis sometimes. And I, if I do have that disagreement, I comment on any of those disagreements and we go back and forth. But can you give me a little bit of insight as to what those spaces are talking about with back-to-back wins? Because you were about to allude to that and I rudely interrupted you. No, no, you're good, man. And I'm, I'm glad I, I got your perspective before trash talking either way, right? So let me just give insight as to uh, perspectives that uh, you may come across in Rockets Twitter. I'm not an expert. I was just on it recently. So I'm just giving that type of perspective. Sure. Um, the, the idea of we're doing so poorly why not just lose? Uh, what's, what's the, and another, another thought was, why are we, why are we trying to win games that doesn't, that basically don't matter? Um, and to the, to the point where I put on the comments, like why, why would any team for a, for a professional team, right? Like these dudes live and breathe basketball. Why would you want to lose to a shittier team? I'm, pardon my cussing. Why would you no, want to no, lose fine. to a crappier team, man? I mean, that, that does terrible things to a psyche, like build that chemistry with your team, build that enthusiasm, um, like get the reps in that are healthy and that are like, that are there for growth. And I appreciate Wood, um, tonight's game specifically basically sat out, I think all of the fourth and some of the third, but like 
for sure all of the fourth that and let Alp kind of just you know get his bag, man. And that was a great opportunity to build um, his confidence for sure. I mean, he was shooting threes. Um, if you can remember in the beginning of the season or like most of the time, actually Alp will get the ball on the perimeter and kind of like pump fake and try to drive into the hole. He got a couple of these passes and he just went for it confidently. And he, he made two threes in the fourth. And I was just like, holding my breath the entire time watching that ball go. And I'm like, Oh, that's definitely going in. And it, and it did because he was so confident. Um, and you can just tell uh, once that, once the confidence is up, like good things happen with these young guys, man. Yeah. I, I think you're on to something there. I, and I'm, I'm looking at rockets Twitter right now. And anytime I reference, you know, there, there, there are very few, um, Rockets Twitter profiles that I'll reference here on the show. But when I, uh, when I talk about them, Alex, I like to reference them. And okay. I'm looking at a tweet here from Red94 that said, this is amazing. We endured 70 games of misery, executed perfectly, only to potentially F it up all in the final stretch with utterly meaningless wins against the worst lineup ever assembled. The seventh pick is in play. Here's the thing. Right. If you are a professional sports franchise and you have a losing mentality of you want to try and lose games, then sell the damn team. Period. End of story. That's how I feel. You are never, ever going to get me to go to any sort of being okay with losing games. It's just not going to happen. It's never, you were never going to convince me that it's a good thing to lose games. If the Rockets were in the business of losing games, they would have traded Gordon. They would have traded Wood. You know, I think that these tweets are coming from a, a, just a fan perspective. Obviously as fans, we want to make the best or the most out of a negative situation. And I mean, this season, last season are both negative situations. So flipping the script and and like essentially changing the narrative this and i before you before you get back on your soapbox mike i i totally get it i'm i'm in the same boat i agree with you completely but like i also understand and i'm empathetic to the fact that like let how can we change this into a quote-unquote positive light it's not a win but like positive okay you know get the worst record ensure that you're no, lo- no lower than fifth. But I mean, that really only ma- to me that really only mattered last year because that was that was one through four or like whatever that thirteenth or fourteenth pick was, right? Like or whatever whatever the Oklahoma City or the Heat pick was last year, maybe eighteen. That's a huge discrepancy. Right now, it's it's like fifth through eighth, maybe that you're going down. And I'm just speaking out of like logistics here to me that's not the biggest change i'm also not a gm but um i'm i'm i don't want to lose if we can win games and it can be exciting and i like watching these guys turn up i'm about it man no i mean look i'm about it too and the thing here's what people are not talking about this year is the fact that the rockets had the worst record in the league last year by five games and didn't get the number one overall pick. Yeah, that was pretty terrible. 
So right now, when you look at the standings, the Rockets are tied with the Magic. They're both 20 and 55. Detroit's 20 and 54. Oklahoma City is 21 and 53. And the Pacers are 25 and 50. Even if the Rockets had lost these last two games, yes, would they be the worst team in the league by percentage points? Yes, 100%. But right now, you're, you win two games and you're still tied for the worst record in the league. And what I don't see enough, Alex, is enough anger about the fact that this is the conversation that we're having. That's the problem in yeah. my eyes. That's the problem that no one wants to have the conversation about is everybody thinks it's all fun and games to talk about, well, how embarrassing is it that the Rockets, you know, won the last two games and now they may not be in the best percent, you know, they may not be in the best position to have the number one pick in the league. Well, you were in the, the best position to have the number one pick in the league or in the draft, I should say, in last year's draft, and you didn't do anything. So, Alex, any final thoughts before we move on to our next speaker, my man? Uh, no, other than the fact that I enjoyed tonight's game. It was, you know, back and forth. Absolutely. I, I like the growth. I like the development. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. We appreciate, appreciate you, brother. Thank right. you, Alex. Um, we are going to move to uh, the co-host of the Dream Take, uh, Mr. Jeremy Brenner. Before... I go to Jeremy about anything Rockets related. If his first statement is not some sort of condolences about the Houston Cougars, I'm going to remove him as a speaker. Welcome to the couch, Mike. Let's go directly to Jeremy Brenner. And I hear some sort of noise about welcome to the couch. And I don't know if that's in reference to his university that didn't make the CBI or the NIT, I don't believe. Um, so let's go live to the condolence part of the show to Mr. Jeremy Brenner. Jeremy, how are I'll you? I'll say welcome. this. I'll say this. Uh, yes. 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 Welcome to the couch. There only is one winner. Everyone else is a loser. There's no better losers, but in all seriousness, yes, very successful season. Thank and you. I'm proud to see a future big 12 school do really well in the NCAA tournament. Thank you, sir. Thank you very so much. I am happy to see that. Um, and I'm happy to see that at least one Houston basketball team decided to win today. Uh, very exciting. Very exciting win for the Rockets tonight. Uh, what are your thoughts about what you saw tonight? You know, I got to say, last uh, on last night's episode, I talked about how Shangun really struggled, right? Yep. And I was like, he's going to figure it out. I didn't think it'd take 24 hours, but he figured it out. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with kind of what – Alex was saying, uh, I kind of listened to about half of it. It's kind of when I jumped in. I'm in the Taco Bell drive-thru right now. So okay. first, first wait, 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 wait. Taco Bell drive-thru. This is not a sponsored episode. but that's What are you What are you ordering? What are you – okay, I've always wanted to do this on a podcast, so please indulge me. Where are you in the Taco Bell drive-thru part um, one? I'm about two. to get cut by this person. You know, it's like we're like in a fork where like the line – could come in from one way and yes. could come in from the other. And, you know, it's 1 a.m. on a Saturday. So, yes. like, of course it's packed. Uh, it's the only place <laughs> it's open. Uh, and, I, and I had to watch – and I watched this Rockets game tonight, and that's why I haven't eaten yet. 
Um, but what are you ordering know, in the Taco Bell line? I don't even know at this point. I hope they have some nacho fries at least. That's oh, all I ask. Okay. So I asked that. Okay. What are you getting to drink? What do you get to drink at Taco Bell? A Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only answer to that question. I just want you to know that you and I have been together for Alex Caruso. We have been together for two seasons that of like 35 combined wins. This might be the greatest segment you and I have ever done together. Rockets after dark. Rockets after dark. after dark. Okay. Uh, wait, so you get the Baja Blast. Are you going to get a water on the side or just straight Baja Blast? Oh, see, I, I think you just got to do it straight, man. Okay. Uh, what kind of sauce are you getting with the nacho fries? Probably mild sauce. Okay. Extra mild sauce or just yeah. straight amount of decent? extra mild for sure. Extra mild. Okay. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts on the chicken quesadilla at the Taco Bell? Cause I think it's phenomenal. I think it's good, but then I realized okay. that it's like a $4 chicken quesadilla. And <laughs> okay. I can make that at home for less, but you know, maybe I'll order a chicken quesadilla. Okay. Uh, no, I'm while we're on the topic, I get two, uh, soft tacos, meat and cheese only, and two chicken quesadillas with a large Dr. Pepper light ice. Um, thank you. Uh, no. So Shangun, Shangun looked good tonight, man. I thought, I thought he played well. I thought you, first of all, phenomenal job by you on the last night show. I listened to it this morning. I appreciate that. Um, Shangun look, he's getting more and more confidence, you know? Yeah. And like, it's exciting. And that's what these last seven games, I think, are about. I think I saw a quote from uh, from Jalen Green post game asking, "What are you gonna do in the last seven games?" He said, "Try to win every single one of them." And that is exactly what you want to hear from the best player on your team and the the face of the franchise. Let's let's be real here. Jalen Green is turning into the. I know, kind of, Shangun was kind of the entry into this kind of talk but but Jalen Green at 25 tonight as well it's not something to ignore either and he is talking and acting like he is the man and and I think him and Shangun are only going to get better together I think they're they're really good individually but how they're going to be able to like bounce off each other together is something that I'm really excited to explore with this team and really see what's going to happen because I think when you put them on the court together that is the best case scenario for the Rockets to win is to put the two best players on the team together yeah no I I totally agree I mean what are your thoughts just real quick on Alex and I talked about it a little bit uh you know where I land on this topic but I mean, I, I'm literally looking at prominent members of Rockets Twitter right now, and we don't need to get into direct names that are visibly upset that the Rockets have won these last two games. And that's that's sad, man. Like, think about it. It is like sad. This. Okay. Think about it. Sorry, like this, I'll man. let you answer. Okay. They, and then I'll retort. You have, you have grown people yep. crying about their team winning at 1 a.m. on a Saturday night. Yep. You ain't got nothing better to do. At least I'm at least I'm appreciative of my team on a Saturday night at 1 a.m. Right. winning. But like to me, it's just it's people looking for problems. What you said that the seventh pick is still in play. Like they're still the worst team in the league. Yeah. 
They're they tied for the are. worst record in the league. They still are. And like there's no guarantee like look, Portland is not is a is a replacement level team. And I talked about it on the last episode about just the season that they've had and and how it's kind of come to this and and they're doing the best that they can because they didn't really commit to this, you know, let's build for the future or rebuild for the future until about the middle of the season, probably around early January. So they have some catching up to do, which is why they're putting, um, you know, CJ Ellaby and and Keon Johnson in the starting lineup with Trendon Watford as their best player. And I really hope Trendon Watford's okay. He's been actually a real strong find for the Blazers this year. And to see him go down the way he did was just really unfortunate. But, you know, like, it's just to me, I I don't really worry about where the Rockets are going to draft because at the end of the day, or who they're going to take, because first of all, we don't know where they're going to pick. It comes down to a bunch of ping pong balls. It doesn't, re- it doesn't come down to the games. If you really think about it, it comes down to the ping pong balls. And yes, there are better, uh, better odds for teams with lesser records. But at the same time, you need like, and I and I agree with you on this sentiment, Mike. You have to build a winning culture. Yep. You got to get somewhere. You got you to start winning at some point. So when is that? coming to happen and look obviously with seven games left in the season they're not anything to play for this season but there is you continue to build what you've been doing all season long and you don't check out and hit cancun two weeks early because there still is opportunity for growth here within these last seven games and we saw it tonight you know the rockets could have mailed this game in you know they they could have they could have lost tonight. Like they, they had the Blazers gave them a bigger game today than they did yesterday. And the Rockets, if they weren't careful enough, could have blown it in that second half. But what I will say is they didn't. And they didn't because Alperin Shangoon took advantage of the opportunity. Jalen Green took advantage of the opportunity. Josh Christopher played really well as well. And, and KJ and like these guys still have room to like they're still working towards it. And I, and I can appreciate that. I look, it's easy to say that though, when it's against Portland, a team that really isn't because the thing about Portland is none of those players, Portland's in a very similar situation that we were in last year where we were playing a whole bunch of players that were never going to be playing for us in the future. But Houston has like, obviously green and Shangun are part of that future and you want to see what you have with them. So it does affect your drafting down the line. And whether you end up one, two, three, or, you know, seven or eight, I don't care, really. You go and you get the best player to fit the team that you have, and you don't know fully how good your team is until the very end of the season once game 82 is done and dusted. So they have, what, seven games left? Let's see what they have in these seven games. You have right. winnable games this week in, in Houston. You have San Antonio and the Kings times two. So take advantage of those opportunities. Let's see how you do, win, lose, or draw. Let's hope we can build something. And, and that's been the MO for the whole season. So I don't see why it should change now. I don't think it should. You know, watching the game tonight, Jeremy, it's you and I have had to have kind of a coming to Jesus meeting this season, right? Maybe me more so than you, I think. But, like, you have to find the – the happy points of this team tonight was a happy point for me. 
You know, I didn't catch much of the game last night, but I watched the game tonight. The Rockets. Are you so happy, Mike? Do what? So ha- are you so happy? I I was I was happy tonight watching the team because they played free and loose more so tonight than I have seen them in in a lot of games recently. You know, like the fact that Eric Gordon didn't play tonight. Christian Wood only played 24 minutes. Like that's what should be happening at this point. You know, it's I was just happy to I mean Jeremy, let me ask you off the top of your head. Tell me the last time this season the Rockets won back-to-back games. Or anybody out there watch who watches watches the Rockets on a nightly basis. When was the last time before these last two games the Rockets won back-to-back games? That's a scary thought that we can't even think when the last time that the Rockets won back-to-back games. And the fact that my co-host is on mute right now while ordering Taco Bell more than likely is a little disheartening to me. Did you put us on mute because you were ordering? Yeah. Okay, that was a little disappointing. I'm not going to lie to you. You built it up. And then you put us on mute. Are you putting me on mute? That would have been phenomenal content. I'm sorry. Okay, I know it's fine. Sorry. Uh, what I was maybe what next I, time. Well, what I was saying was before I was so rudely put on mute with you. Uh, what was the last time the Rockets won back-to-back games? It was that uh, January win in Utah. So we're talking a little over two months. Okay, so it hasn't happened very often this season. Tonight, I took a lot more pleasure out of this win than I probably should, and it felt really good, Jeremy. Yeah, look, it's good in the moment. It's good. We can be happy, but we move forward. Like, it's still the same team that we have come to know. Like, I, like I've said, Mike, and, and I think this is probably the most spot-on take that has, you know, kind of persisted in the last uh, couple of couple of weeks, is um, this team is about 25% of the way there. They're going to win about 25% of their games, about right and right. they're about 25% developed. Now, the question is, next season, are you going to take a 10% growth and move to 35%? Or are you going to take a bigger leap and go to 50%? And I think if we see uh, continuous growth, 25% for each season, you look and you can see yourself as a contender in three years. That's like, that's the model of the Suns and the Grizzlies. The two teams that are the best teams in the league right now Phoenix was the worst team in the league in 2018. By 2021, they were in the finals. By 2019, the Grizzlies were drafted number two in the draft. And now look at them. And I think the Rockets can replicate a little bit, uh, can take a little bit of uh, page out of each of those playbooks because the Grizzlies have done really well with their draft. And the Suns have done really well, I think, with their free agency as well. Like, I think, so I think a little bit, the draft strategy of Memphis and the free agency strategy of Phoenix is hopefully what will get the Rockets to where they need to be. I do think that eventually, like if the Rockets do want to take that very next step, and I'm talking years down the line um, to really become a contender, you're going to have to use like a whole bunch of these guys and really give Jalen Green like a solid point guard. Um, I think with Kevin Porter as the point guard right now, 
is good because he can learn those uh, those traits as what a ball handler needs to be. But I do think that the Rockets are moving in the right direction. They're about 25% of the way there. That's where they're supposed to be at this point. And we move forward next season. But how much how much Memphis Grizzlies basketball have you watched this year? You know, I've watched a decent amount of Grizzlies okay. basketball. They're probably one of my favorite watches. They I caught I watched the game. Was it earlier this week against Brooklyn? I think yeah, it was against yeah. Brooklyn. Their offense, and it was without John Morant, is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Like if you just break it down, not even in real game time, Jeremy, but like the X's and O's, like if you Ran, what's what am I trying to say? Like if you ran like a coach's view of it, where you just slow it down and watch how their guys move without the ball is so special. Like there's a reason why they've had as much success this year as they've had. That's what the Rockets don't have. I would be fascinated. I mean, fascinated, Jeremy. If the Rockets get the fourth pick in the draft, what they would do with that pick. Yeah, I mean, fascinated. We can we can probably do a whole lot of off season content about a lot of it. Sure, um, and I'm looking sure. forward to it. And uh, you know, Mike, I'm glad I came on tonight because I miss potting with you, like doing this thing back and forth. So I'm gonna head out and let you have the rest of the show. But uh, hopefully, we can find one of these games, and we can finally sit down the two of us and hash it out like we always do. My right, man, enjoy your Baja Blast and your Baja, and your nacho Baja, fries Baja. and your mild sauce. All right. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. Um, no, man, look. And the thing is, and if you're on Spotify Green Room right now, we'll go for another, I would say, five-ish minutes. Um, if you would like to come, you know, Alex, if you want to come back on stage, I would love to have you on. Or anybody else that would like to hop on, talk Rockets basketball, talk tournament, anything basketball related. I'll take any and all calls for the last five minutes of the show. Um, and Sean says best player, best player available. I want to remind Rockets fans of something, right? I want to remind Rockets fans of a time just real quick of there were times where the dream take took off right before a COVID hit. And we've only been doing shows right after games for the past two seasons, Jeremy and I, or Jeremy or I, I should say. And the the biggest thing that we've known or the biggest theme that we've known over the past two years has been losing. It's time we get back to remembering what it's like to win basketball games. To have that feeling of winning. Because that's what we're here to do. And I hope that Jeremy and I get to be able to do these podcasts with our listeners and our fans when this team is good again. I hope I'm so blessed to be able to do that. Because talking about the Rockets is something that I and Jeremy are passionate about, and all of our fans are passionate about. So let's go to another speaker. We've got uh, Stephen Jibo. Stephen, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Steve going once, 
Steve going twice. I believe you have that mute button on. Steve. Oh, there we go. There we oh, go. Oh, there it is. Steve, welcome to the show. What can I do for you? Curious on your uh, your draft takes. Y'all talking um, yep. draft positioning, all that stuff. Yes. What do you think makes the most sense? Uh, you, you're thinking top three, four, like yep. Bancaro, Smith. Who makes the most sense with the Rockets' plans? I think – I mean, I've said it for a couple of weeks now. Um, if the Rockets have the number one overall pick, I'm taking Jabari Smith. Um, in order, I guess I can rank it. I would take Jabari Smith, Paolo Boncaro, and then Chet Holmgren would be my in three. I mean, Jabari Smith is special. I mean, he's six foot ten. He has every quality that you could want in a prospect. He's the prototypical forward, I would say. He's not a center. He's not a big man. He doesn't play like a big man, but he plays like a legitimate forward. I think he would fit really, really well with Shingun and Jalen Green. Second behind him would be Paulo Boncaro, who had 16 points and nine rebounds tonight in Duke's win over Arkansas. Chet Holmgren does not impress me whatsoever. I just, I don't get it. I don't, I'm not a fan of Chet. I yeah. He flashes in part for me, but he's also flashing for a team who has all the talent in the world and a head coach and Mark Few that can seem to never, ever get the job done. Yeah, Chet, I just don't know if he's going to make it. He doesn't seem like, I mean, he's, it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to cut it in the league. Me, it's, it's Ben Caro. I think he's the most NBA ready. He's got the body, he's got the skills. Like, Smith is Smith is dirty, but he's I feel like still raw in some areas where like if if you got the number one plug and play, like if you're trying to win sooner rather than later, I think Ben Caro's the guy. I think Ben Caro is the guy. I think let me preface the conversation by saying that if if the Rockets end up in the top five picks, they're gonna be fine. Like no matter who they get, whether the top five prospects are uh, Jabari Smith, Auburn, Paolo Boncaro, Duke, Chet Holmgren, Gonzaga, Jaden Ivey, Purdue, uh, and then uh, Keegan Murray or uh, Keegan Murray, Iowa, or AJ Griffin from Duke. Yep. Like any one of those six guys you put on the Rockets, they're automatically a better team. So that's why I don't. I will never agree with anybody, and this is why. I'm not a fan, Steve, of Twitter Twitter fans, I guess, of any team. And I guess I'm guilty of it as much as anybody. But, like, fans who want their team to lose as much as possible to give them the best chance of a draft pick. Well, we went through that last year, and it didn't work. So it's like, what, you want me to be upset about the fact that the Rockets have won back-to-back games? No, you know what that's going to do is improve the rest of my weekend, to be honest with y'all. You know, the fact that my team has won two games, the fact that the Dolphins have traded for Tyree Kill, the fact that, you know, the Astros are probably going back to the World Series this year, like, it's going to be a phenomenal Sunday fun day. You know, like, the fact that the Rockets have won two games in a row and they get to go for a third win in a row on Monday, that's awesome. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, you got to root for your teams. And you look at, like, Philly. They had the whole trust the process thing. Yeah, they hit a couple of times. They were 
they were they were in the lottery top five picks for however many years, five, six years in a row. They hit one, two, they got Embiid, but Simmons didn't work out. And what has it got them? They haven't they have won a title from that whole process. So same thing with Boston. Like you talk you talk yeah. about uh Philadelphia, but don't forget about Boston, who has hoarded all the draft picks and all this capital from all the trades that they made. They've never done they anything. Haven't done anything with it. And that's the thing, man, is like all these people that want to come to me and talk about, oh, you know, trust the process and trust the draft picks. You know what? You know who said F the draft picks and won a Super Bowl? The Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> you know who just traded? Yeah. That's the way the yeah. NFL right now. And, and the thing is, it may be the way the NBA do. It's professional sports as a whole, Steve. You know what I mean? Like it's and I and I talked about the Dolphins on, on a Rockets podcast just to use this example. The Miami Dolphins this week traded away four draft picks for the most dynamic, explosive receiver in the game. You do that draft, you do that trade every single day of the week that ends in Y. Why? Because you're betting on the fact that you're going to get the best player in that deal, bar none. You do that deal. The Rockets, if you have the third overall pick in the draft, close your eyes and pick the one of the six guys. You're fine. You're okay. You're going to be fine. They, they call it a lottery and it's the appropriately named. I mean, it's literally, it's a, a lottery ticket. That's like it. Half of them are going to hit. If you're lucky, half of them are going to bust. Like it's, it's a crapshoot. That's fair. Steve, thanks for joining the show, my man. We're going to wrap the show up. Thanks Absolutely. brother. This is, Hey, look, man, we got Steve joining the show tonight. We got new speakers all over the world. Uh, we've got, uh, what time is it? It's 12.07. Rockets beat the Portland Trailblazers 115 to 98. Uh, it's 12.07. It's time to go to bed. Thank you all so much for joining another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. We will be back live here on Spotify Green Room Monday night. The Houston Rockets will be taking on the San Antonio Spurs 7 o'clock. Uh, tip here inside of Toyota Center in the H. Make sure to check out Jeremy, myself, whoever else is going to be on on Monday. It promises to be an absolutely phenomenal show. We look forward to talking Rockets basketball with all of you. Uh, if you are on Facebook, make sure to search The Dream Shake to give The Dream Shake a like uh, so you can be up to date with all the new information being published by The Dream Shake. If you're on Twitter, Make sure to search at DreamShake SBN. Make sure to also search the Dream Take to follow all of the Dream Take's phenomenal tweets, polls, everything else we're doing here at the Dream Take. Make sure to follow my co-pilot, the GOAT, Jeremy Brenner, at Jeremy Brenner. You can also follow myself at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Finally, always daily, hourly, uh, semi-daily, however you want to look at it, Go to thedreamshake.com for all of the amazing content being published by the website by all of our incredibly talented, phenomenal writers. Once again, your happy final Rockets win, baby! 115 to 98. Until Monday night, Rockets fans, go! I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, 
and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.